Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all of your sports wagering info with all the up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football right at your fingertips with Bet Online's real updates and statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember, use the promo code BELIEVE to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by former UCLA linebacker Josh Woods. Josh, the perfect person to talk to this week. Um, all things considered, um, well, first of all, it's always good to talk to you, Josh. But um, yeah, UCLA uh, coming off of a tough loss to, I guess, I don't know, tough loss or whatever to Utah. Like, what what would you kind of describe that 14 to 7 game? Like, what's up with the offense, man? I mean, it was a, a defensive <laughs> battle. I mean, you're playing. I mean, I'm happy pretty much what our defense did. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, not much offense going on. If you love defense, it was a great game to watch. If you are a fan of offenses, it wasn't. It wasn't the game for kinda, you. <laughs> no, I'm kind of disappointed the way I kind of I hyped up what I thought our offense was going to do. Uh-oh. I thought it was going to be time for offense to ascend and have an identity. But the first play, I mean, you take away the first play, it's it's tie. It's overtime (laughs) okay so i'm glad i'm glad you brought that up so uh you know they do the kickoff ucla starts with the ball um utah kicks off ucla receives yada yada dante moore comes out okay good got that checked we know who the starter is we kind of have an idea who the starter is going forward now it's the third game he started and then he uh threw it to the wrong team josh and they and they took it back for a pick six, which is kind of crazy. Do you think that kind of took the wind out of the sails before the game even started? Yes and no. Because it's not like it was an onslaught after that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it was one of those games, yeah, if like it was just like interception after interception and like right. Utah was pouring it on, okay. <laughs> but like first play, it happened and then. I mean, the game was still in within reach. And the possession that the Bruins did score shows how fast and how explosive their offense can be, how quick they can score so they wouldn't be out of a game, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it, it was too late and yeah. couldn't get there was like, th- like three minutes left in the game, I think, when that happened. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was just too little, too late. Yeah. But shout out to the defense. Came Adrano had a really good game. Was proud mm-hmm. of him, you know, showing up. I know he's gotten heat in the past. 
you know, so it was good that and on a big game like that, he showed up and showed out. Yeah. And, he, uh... I mean, honestly, though, for, for Dante Moore, I think this was it's kind of good that this happened. Mm-hmm. Like this is his first big test, uh, tough environment, tough road game. This is going to be something he doesn't forget. He's going to learn from it and grow from it. And hopefully, imagine imagine this. Imagine we see them in the Pac-12 championship game and mm-hmm. Dante gets his re- revenge. He'll be a, a more mature freshman by then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he can get his, his get back. Which I which I think would be a good thing if UCLA like if UCLA not only made it to the conference championship game, but then played Utah and they won. That's kind of well, USC didn't do that. They they played Utah twice and lost. So uh, don't want to you don't want that to happen if you're UCLA. But yeah, I think uh, so. What Dante called it was a learning point, um, which it definitely is. And I and I don't think there's ever a a good game to lose to lose and try and find positive or, or to make a positive out of it. But it's like if you're looking at the schedule and you're looking at potential losses. Utah, especially at Utah, is kind of a game where you're probably not more often than not. Most people are not going to have UCLA winning that game, uh, let alone. I mean, you think Cam Rising's playing to, in that game? We'll get to that in a minute. But you know, go through these mistakes now in a game that you probably weren't the favorite in, anyways. But you got to, you know, from here on, you got to win the rest of the games. It's just, I guess, the point I'm trying to make is have it happen against Utah instead of having it happen against Arizona or something. 100%. Yeah, right. I wasn't saying that. Yeah, I wasn't saying that losing is okay or No, right, it. right. I'm, that's, I'm my saying, pers- that's my perspective. That's kind of my perspective of it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's like he got something like that out of the way mm-hmm. where it's not like he feels like he has to be because I think in the in position that he's put in is like, okay, so they did kind of give me the keys, but I'm I might still be nervous or scared of mm-hmm. you know not fulfilling the expectation or is Chip gonna sit me for one of the older guys? Like as long as he like learns from it and grows from it and Chip believes in him and supports him through, you know, adversity, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be good. And like that's why that was a, a good learning experience. There's not many more tough environments as at Utah. Right um so or a better defense than he'll probably play all season than the utah defense i mean that's yeah, a, yeah. for sure in the pac 12 yeah that utah has, might have the best defense in the conference mm-hmm. so yeah if he can like grow from saying if he can grow from that understand and take away that like dang i could score i at the at the end i was able to score on these guys mm-hmm. okay now it's like okay now we're cooking now what we can do next next week i mean no right. we have by this week but just building on that for the future and just learning, yeah, from that experience. And I think the buy obviously came at a good time. I mean, maybe you'd want it later in the season, but I think just considering what that game was and if, you know, bumps and bruises and things that come from obviously the most physical game that you played this season so far, um, you know, I think the bye week comes at a good time and it's a good chance for them to um, reevaluate. But as someone who who, who plays defense – and this is uh, this is why if you take it to the very beginning of the show, I was saying you're the perfect person to talk to, because as someone who played defense and has been in this scenario, more or less, um, just just not this scenario for this game specifically, but having Dorian and kind of seeing him kind of come along as a younger guy and stuff like that. 
um, and watching him kind of having to be in control of an offense and, and go through the growing pains while the defense is kind of doing their thing. Uh, what is the mindset? What is kind of the takeaway if you're someone on defense who UCLA doesn't have a lot of, 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 of UCLA or, or UC, UCLA doesn't have a lot of defense did their thing, but the offense, what what's the deal? Like you don't, I, there's very few times I've said that. So, but as a defensive player, when you guys did everything you were supposed to do, how are you got? I'm not saying how much do you hate the offense, but like, what is your perspective kind of coming out of that game? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It is frustrating. There, there has been um, years where it's like we never clicked at the right, uh, both on the right point yeah, at the same time. Right, so right. it's like the defense is balling, the offense is too well, the offense is going off, and the defense isn't clicking. But as a defense, when the offense isn't clicking, it can be frustrating when you're getting, you know, the three and outs, the change of possession with turnovers and that type of mm-hmm. situation, just getting, you know, a change of possession and you're, and you're backed up, like already – put in scoring position pretty much when you go on the field, those times can really be frustrating, but as a defense, you have to like group together and be like, we just can't let the other team score or we need to score ourselves where it turns into one of those, like let's put points on the board ourselves. Let's get the takeaways. Let's rip the ball out. Let's get interceptions. Um, Like a, not even a bend don't break, just like nothing. We can't let anything get up. Like if our offense can only score, two touchdowns we should win the game that kind of mindset of like well yeah let's not let them score at all let's help out our offense as much as possible and as i've said before with the you know the vets on the defensive especially in the front seven um i know that they're coming together with that mindset of it doesn't matter what the offense does let's do what we do Mm -hmm. so especially when you're dealing with a young quarterback that's learning i mean you don't you don't yeah you don't know how the the rhythm or flow of the game is going to go so you need to pre- be prepared to to play extended minutes extended downs and um do all you can do um there's a few different ways oh so one thing that i can take away from this game is it's not like looking at the offense still it's not like you can you're Yes, he had a pick six, but you're not looking or he threw a pick six, but you're not looking at Dante as the reason for why they won or lost the game or why they lost the game. Because, you know, the offensive line was kind of talked about last time Chip spoke. <laughs> the last time Chip spoke, he mentioned the offensive line. But I mean, Josh, your running backs only had 68 yards between the two of them. They fit the they. Overall, UCLA finished with nine positive rushing yards, and that's because you you have Dante Moore get sacked seven times for a loss of fifty-one yards. For a net, uh, he actually lost fifty-eight yards, but he had seven positive yards. So, anyways, overall, the rushing total was nine positive yards for UCLA. You can't have that, right? Like UCLA's offense runs the ball. Yeah, that's been their identity with since Chip's been there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, in some of that watching the game, yeah, the the offensive line needs to step up and, and take accountability. But there are times too where Dante has to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like sometimes he's he's not as mobile in the pocket as far as moving his feet or stepping up or out of the pocket at the right times, and him mm-hmm. still getting a feel of that in the game. Um, and that 
that's one thing that that Dorian learned uh starting to like throw the ball away rather than like forcing stuff or getting out of the pocket and times where like he he might not be able to get his legs just throwing the ball away and just like not losing ground on that play or right. having a risk and just assessing like okay let me just get to the next down and kind of restart so there's things that like Dante needs to learn and the O-line just needs to take accountability and kind of working together you know as a as an offensive line just understanding what type of pocket your quarterback likes you know does your quarterback like rolling out more to his right or to his left stepping up that type of situation makes you help uh it helps them understand where they can push the d-line or kind of if they're going to lose their man you might want to lose your man to the you know left side right or lose your yeah you know what i'm saying like more up Mm -hmm. the field because dante can step up so like they, I feel like, need to be on the same page with that because, I mean, especially when you're playing a great defensive line, there's going to be penetration. You, you're you not, you know, they're on scholarship, too. They're mm-hmm. they're power five, too. You know, it's you're not always going to be able to lock up your man 100%. So, yeah, it's understanding those types of things I can think is going to help. And it it's not I'm saying it's not gonna be like that every week because I don't think every mm-hmm. other defense in the in the conference has a defensive line um with that ability, but there are certain things that they do need to improve on moving forward. Yeah, some of the stuff I mentioned about with um or when I mentioned that Chip Kelly spoke about the offensive line, he was saying just things along the lines of like, hey, you know, or I think he was more so asked. I don't think he was bringing it up on his own, but it was just kind of like, yeah, we do have a rotation of guys coming in. We have some depth at left tackle um, where both guys are deserving. What is it? Uh, Keandre or is it? Yeah. Kadir Kaunta. And then you also had, uh, is that Bruno Fina on that side, I believe. So those guys are splitting even reps, Chip said. um, And they have done so throughout the last four games. You're still kind of getting guys to kind of get familiar with each other. You, You probably have some guys on that offensive line that, um, just had barely arrived in the fall and weren't there for spring. So you still have some of that going on. Um, but Chip said he he's not going to use having a rotation of guys at any position be an excuse what, for why, as he put it, um, miscommunication was a factor. Um, what else did he say? There's, there is some other, you know, kind of coach thing that he said. But um, that's really kind of what it came down to was like, you know, a lot of a lot of miscommunication or just an understanding of assignments and whatnot. Um, but just going back to you mentioned running in the pocket. And I um, was kind of glad that you said that instead of usually what I find myself thinking of sometimes after watching five years of Dorian. Come on, Dante, just run with it. Or why aren't you just running and getting away from him? And then I'm like, that's not Dorian. Like you have to I have to remind myself that. But then at the same time, I was still getting kind of sick of listening to the broadcast and them saying, Dorian this, Dorian that. Like, they kept trying to compare him to Dorian or saying, like, Dorian would have extended that play. Or, you know, like, there was always, like, a comparison, I felt. Or his name kept coming up more than it probably should have, I feel, just because two different scenarios. Or, you know, you can't compare someone's fifth year to someone's first year. Um, But, yeah, I, I found myself being a little guilty of that, too, where it's like, just run with the ball, run with the ball. What are you doing? And you're just so used to seeing it for five years in that offense. And um, it's just a little bit different. So it's kind of like, you're just kind of back to square one with a lot of it. And, you know, Chip said, he's not, 
as mobile as Dorian. And I think a lot of quarterbacks aren't as mobile as Dorian. Um, so that was something I kind of had to, I took away and it just for my, my, just myself watching the game, just saying, okay, like kind of be a little bit more aware of this is not Dorian who's out there and you just still have to take your time with it a little bit. And I, and I think maybe that just was a little bit more on my mind in this game because in the past, you know, the past three games are more so like, you know, different. You're not seeing a whole lot of Dante. They're still rotating quarterbacks. You're, you know, the lead is different. They're kind of blowing guys out. Um, so I think this was the real first test where you're like, do something like you're waiting for him to make a play and he doesn't. Um, but I also think the receivers did not do Dante any favors because there were times where Dante delivered the ball and they just did not catch it. That that was something that a lot of fans were not happy about. They're like, we would have been winning this game. We would have been up 21 to seven if so-and-so caught the ball and so-and-so caught the ball, but they didn't. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. That's how it goes. It was, but... Yeah, it was just one of those games where just yeah. everybody, you know, offensively just wasn't clicking. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't expect this to be a common thing every week. Um, I'm saying moving forward, it was just one of those games. And think about with all of that, it only being a seven point game. You mm-hmm. know, Utah didn't score in the, in the second half, and like, and we're talking about a top, a top team in the country. Mm-hmm. They're top. Even even they don't have now, Cam yeah. Rising. Right. Yeah, even though they don't have Cam Rising, like, which in the future that's going to be a, a different, yeah, a different problem. But for now, <laughs> um, yeah. With all with all that being said, it was only a seven point game and a lot to build from. A lot to. It's so early in the season too, so so many things can change. You know, going down the line. So it's, it's good. It's good that at the worst, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't think it gets I don't think it's worse than that. Right. There you go. Um few other things. Um I was gonna mention something about what you said about the scoring. I'll get to that in a minute. But what do you think it it mean? Well, I think one of the big takeaways for me was Dante stayed in the whole game, even if things weren't necessarily going their way or whatever. He didn't he didn't abort the mission and, and decide to throw someone else out there. The one thing I don't know. I don't know if Colin Schley made the trip. I would imagine he did. I just didn't see him on camera anywhere or anything. He didn't participate in the game, so he wasn't on the participation report or whatever. I saw Chase Griffin was there doing his signals, calm plays. And then Garbers was on the participation thing for he's doing the the hold for the kicks for the extra points. And then yeah, so those are the only two quarterbacks I saw. Um, but do you think that mean? Do you think that only makes the stronger case that Dante is the guy going forward? The fact that Chip kept him out there, kind of stuck with him. I think because the last thing you want to do for a freshman is pull him out and say, "All right, this isn't working," and go with somebody else. Yeah, that does show that Chip's belief for Dante and that he's the guy going forward for that season. Mm-hmm. Like I said, so he doesn't have to worry about. You know, somebody always looking over his looking over his shoulder and worrying about are they gonna take me out if I make this one mistake. Mm-hmm. But I would still bring Colin Sleeve for the fact that he is the, the change up. Like I've spoken on before, if you want to kind of you know have a wild card, so you can run some wildcat type 
and catch a defense slipping, I'd I'd bring him. But again, that's another thing we talked about. It was like how many quarterbacks can you bring for mm-hmm. these away conference games? So for you to only see two, it's kind of surprising. I mean, I, I, I like- think I think Schley might have been there. I just didn't see him. But the thing is, if he was there, maybe you should have put him in. Not saying he then takes over the game, but just to change the pace of the offense and what what's happening, even if it just means him as a playmaker trying to make some moves and run with the ball on his own. You just feel like maybe they need to try something, even if it just got the ball moving downfield a little bit, and then you could bring Dante back in. Um, I don't know. I would imagine he was on the trip because you don't you don't come in from the transfer portal to not make a trip. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of that's crazy. So he had to have been there. I would imagine he was there. Um, any anything else on that? Sorry, I cut you off there. Anything else on that? Um, just the confidence and in, in keeping him in and just kind of sticking with him. Okay. No, I think it's it's a bye week. It's a good time, you know, flush and move forward. Mm-hmm. Well, before we can flush and move forward, I have one other thing. <laughs> one other thing for you. Um, I look at okay, so I'm like okay, so. The one time Utah did score, it came with one minute and one second left before halftime. As a def- as a defensive player, does that kind of hurt a little bit, knowing that the one score you came like is right before the half? Like, if you don't allow that score, I mean, obviously the hindsight of you know looking back at the game and saying they didn't score at all in the second half, but like, I mean, you almost didn't have them score in the first half. So I don't know. I I think it's just looking at the time of that was left on the clock for that touchdown. It's kind of like maybe y'all should have just held on to that one too. That was a it was a nine play drive for um for fifty one yards. So they did have to march down the field a little. Wow. If you, wait, a fifty one yard drive means they started at midfield. So was that off a turnover? Off of a punt? No. Yeah, off of a punt. It had to have been a bad punt or just maybe the spot, maybe wherever UCLA was at at that point. I mean, on that drive, too, they got him third down twice. Utah had third down twice? Yeah. It was yeah. They converted on third on third down twice. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean. That is tough. That is, I mean, because one, one of the important things we talk about is like the – of course, how you start and end the game, but the like the middle eight minutes of the game, how important it is. So that's the the last few minutes of the first half and the first few minutes start in the second half. Mm-hmm. And a lot of if you can keep people from scoring, or if you score in those amounts of times, like your probability of winning the game goes up. And those are like really important times to kind of like lock in on defense or like take shots on offense. And that was the difference in the game, seven points. And it was um, like a, all the drives. That was the yeah end yeah. Of the end of the first half. You let one go, and then maybe and then you're probably in in the locker room, kind of sitting on that a little bit, right? Or I mean, obviously you're you're kind of moving forward, but still, it's like you kind of have a little bit of a bitter taste in your mouth. Um, having that drive right there to end the half. Um, yeah, after holding up, yeah, all game yeah. you've been holding up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so just looking at the bye week. If you you know you've had several bye weeks as a UCLA player, what what are you guys doing during the bye week? What is Chip what is Chip doing differently, or is it just still? 
I know our school started this this past week, um, but they still did practice like two. They practiced on Tuesday and Thursday, and then today. So they're still going to practice three at least three times this week, maybe on Sunday too. Um, so I don't think the practice schedule was much different. But but is there anything different during that bye week that you guys are kind of doing? Or I mean, of course they're going to let you have a little bit more time, a lot of um, rest and recovery, but at the same time, not not too much. So you're not. Mm-hmm getting out of rhythm starting up classes is a big thing for um ucla because we're in the quarter system for those first four games you know you're living a a pro life you're just doing ball but once you start school it kind of changes up the rhythm so having this bobby to kind of get used to having class again is always a big thing and it's going to change the way yeah the schedule is for the rest of the year um usually the coaches go on more recruiting yep. trips during during the bye week so mm-hmm. um usually have your GAs running things more and more kind of more player in type mm-hmm. stuff and yeah they did a so they did a, a chip said they did a Tuesday practice but then the coaches were like recruiting and stuff or were like visiting school so I'm like wait I'm like who's running the practice like is that more of a just maybe a strength and conditioning practice where you know you kind of have your strength and conditioning coach kind of leading you through some of that i mean just kind of getting getting in the flow of things or just to keep the body moving a little bit or like how, do, how does that i mean they're not really going out to schools and then still coming back for practice right no so it, it'll still be a practice but it'll be ga ran which is like really really good for the gas to get that experience mm-hmm. of leading a practice leading individual drills and all that type of like leading meetings and all that type of stuff you mean to tell me you mean to tell me that Shea Pitts was in charge was in charge of the inside linebackers yeah Shea Pitts was running the room I don't know how that (laughs) went but I was like I remember our last year because our outside linebacker room we didn't have a GA so Mm. I like I ran our meetings and like they tell you to do that or does yeah 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 because the thing was everybody had a GA and we didn't and as an arrow was there Something like, oh, Coach Az is going to run our meetings. And he's like, nah, you got it. <laughs> Did it kind of throw you <laughs> off a little bit? Yeah, because I'm like, oh, who are we? I, I, I was like, I felt like a lost kid. Because I was going like to like everybody else's room be like, oh, what are y'all about to do? Like, what do you like? And then the GA is like, oh, we're about to watch this. And the GA is, and I'm like, so. And, and our room was already the misfit room. Like me, <laughs> KLS, Jason Harris, Shea Pitts. Like, we were already kind of the misfit room anyway. So I'm like, dang, what are we doing? And then Az is like, oh, no, you're running the meeting today. I was like, well, all right, bet. Let's do it. Did he sit in on the meeting or? No, he didn't come in. <laughs> oh, he, he literally said you got it. Like, he wasn't even there. Okay. Yeah. So he told me what what, to, what cut up to watch. So, and then we just broke it down. I'm glad we had, like, a mature mature room. So it wasn't mm-hmm. nothing crazy. You know, we were able to break it down. Um, and then I think for Indy, we didn't. We all we all kind of I think the the indie was like a it was like a full defense circuit so it wasn't um oh, okay it wasn't like actual more indie drills and then more like fundamental kinda, work kind of deal yeah 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 more and it, it's also too because you're not preparing for nobody so it's it's kind of more of like a camp type practice mm-hmm. um so like not like you know scout periods you're just gonna go against you know you're gonna do like team periods and some skelly and things like that so. Nothing too crazy, but still enough to, you know, keep on working and getting better. Okay. And this, like, would this still kind of be like a full pads or? You might get one one full pad day 
or one or two. Like, of course, you're this is your time to you know recover the body, recover mm -hmm. anything you have nagging. Gotcha. But at the same time, like I said, yeah, you're getting that work that work in. You're okay. it's not a fall off. Um. Okay. Well, well, we'll finish. I had a few things, but then things keep coming up. I don't know if you saw this. Okay, so I don't know. You're in Canada, so I don't know if you saw this. But they supposedly arrested a dude and and charged him for murder, um, for the Tupac drive by in twenty seven years ago. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I have been seeing that on social media. Okay, so I saw a tweet. I don't know how much I'm buying it, but I feel like it's worth mentioning, anyways. Have you seen the tweet where it said that Najee Harris said that Jim Mora had told him who killed Tupac? I guess during a recruiting visit or something, because Najee Harris went to Alabama or something like that. Did you? Did you? I see was that? like, I was at UCLA when he took his <laughs> official, so I did see that. Am I buying it? I don't know. I know. I was like, what? <laughs> Coach Moore was very Hollywood. Like he knew everybody. Everybody knew him. So that's not the craziest of theories. Okay, but it, it just sounds wild. Like it does sound wild. I don't know. Okay. I just I just saw it like literally like two hours ago and I was like, all right. I mean, I've had other people like replying or DMing me saying, yeah, we knew who killed Tupac a long time ago. Like, this isn't anything new. And I'm like, all right. I mean, how did I, yeah. How did everybody I'm like, know about the, about the government? <laughs> I'm like, all right. I'm like, didn't they have a reward out? No one was trying to claim the reward. I'm like, all right. Y'all got it. I was like, I didn't know anything about it. Um, uh, Another note. Uh, Coach Deshaun Foster had a baby two weeks ago. They had the, he didn't have the baby; his wife did. But um, but yeah, congratulations to them. I believe the the baby's name is Destiny, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so congratulations to the Foster family. Just wanted to get that out there. Um, Coach Foss, you know, Josh. A lot of people who come on this show go on to to have great things happen to them. You got Coach Foster. You had Zach. Well, we didn't have Zach Charbonnet on here, but we had his teammate Jake Bobo, who got his first Jake touchdown Bobo, catch. Ballin. There's the there's the potential of Dorian Thompson Robinson getting his first start. Um, Deshaun Watson is listed as questionable, and they were even speaking. The media was speaking to uh, Dorian, kind of asking him, and he, you know he said all the right things and said everything he would have said at UCLA. He's ready, always prepares like he's the starter. So there's that to look forward to for this week. Uh, the potential of that. Um, who else have we had on the show that's done great things? Shea Pitts potentially led the inside linebacker room. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of good stuff going on for the guys. Um, but just wanted to to mention that. Um, what else did I have here? Um, oh, real quick, um, as just as we kind of wrap things up here. Um, one thing, and again, this was around the time when Nate Metters was on the show. Um you guys are talking about how having things like the XFL and the AFL and stuff like that just means more opportunities for more guys. Um, you have the XFL and the AFL kind of merging now. Um, is that the kind USFL, of a little the USFL, or is the USFL, USFL, AFL is what the arena football league from like 20 years ago or something. Yeah. Um, anyways, the USFL, excuse me. Um, but yeah, like kind of miss out, miss, you know, it's kind of a bummer in a way, right? You would think maybe, some opportunities going by the wayside there a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it could condense, you know, having less teams, mm -hmm. but it could also they're going to it's going to solidify spring football maybe a little bit more. 
That's true. You know, because the issue has been all like a, a legal come and go so fast. So mm-hmm. them coming together could might be able to cement them more, you know, give a little more stability. Yeah. Yeah. Be, between, I mean, both guys, both leagues putting their resources together. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So hopefully it keeps it going rather than think right. about they both stayed apart and they both folded, then you have neither league. So, right. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, it works out. Um, and all the, you know, guys still get these opportunities. So, okay. Good deal. Um, and then you have a game tonight. If I'm not mistaken, yes, I do. What what where are you guys at currently, record wise, and uh, are you starting again, or what, what what's the what's the status? I'm starting tonight. We clinched playoffs last week. We wow. are tied okay. for first in the West at ten and four. Um, playing the team we're tied with next week. So this this week, okay. if we went went with the wins tonight, we clinch a home playoff game. Okay. Um, which would be big because. When it comes to playoffs in the CFL, you'd much rather play inside your home dome than play mm-hmm. in the middle of Canada with no dome <laughs> in November. Okay. Gotcha. So win this game, we clinched that. So we're playing. Yeah, we're playing tonight. And um, yeah, we need to get this dub. Okay, good deal. So best uh best of luck to you and the BC Lions. And with that. Thank you again, Josh, as always, for joining us. And thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys leave a review. Leave a five-star review. I don't know who the character is that left a one-star review, but we can't, we can't be having that. I'm a, I like to be under the assumption that maybe you like accidentally misclicked it. Um, so try and like re-review. No. Um, or, it's a, or it's a fan of the team across the street. It could be <laughs> it could be a fan of the team across the street. But um as always thank you guys so much for the support and um whether you guys comment tell us that you listen uh to the show on twitter and whatnot um it's all greatly appreciated so thank you guys so much and as always we'll catch you guys in the next one thank you everybody this is the believe in ucla football podcast presented by bet online Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.